clear, can you guarantee that the U.S. will not reach the debt ceiling, that that will not happen? No, I can't. That's up to Mitch McConnell. So it's possible that the U.S. will not pay its debts. That is possible. I can't believe that that will be the end result because the consequence is so dire. I don't believe that. But can I guarantee it? If I could, I would, but I can't. Thank you all very much. Appreciate it. That was President Joe Biden responding to a reporter on October 4th, 2021. He was speaking in the White House on the need to raise the government debt limit. President Biden mentioned Senate Republican leader Mitch McConnell. A few hours later on the Senate floor, Minority Leader McConnell responded. I want to begin today with a quotation. Quote, because this massive accumulation of debt was predicted, because it was foreseeable, because it was unnecessary, because it was the result of willful and reckless disregard for the warnings that were given and for the fundamentals of economic management, I'm voting against the debt limit increase. Now, Madam President, that was then Senator Joe Biden in March of 2006, right before every single Democratic senator voted against raising the debt limit and made a unified Republican government do it alone. Here's another quote. Today's fiscal mess is the inevitable outcome of policies that consistently ignored evidence and experience. My symbolic vote against raising the debt limit would have been a protest of the policies that have brought us to this point and a demand that we change course, end quote. Well, that same speaker, then Senator Biden, two years earlier, in 2004, as Senate Republicans have made clear since last July, and as I reminded the president in a letter just this morning, his sentiments then are our sentiments now. His sentiments then are our sentiments now. President Biden has been in this situation before. So has Senator McConnell. And the rhetorical back and forth over the debt might sound familiar. It was 10 years ago when Washington faced another looming federal debt ceiling crisis. In this episode of C-SPAN's The Weekly, we'll remember the summer of 2011 when the United States government nearly defaulted, compromise seemed elusive, angry words seemed abundant, and it all came down to the wire after this. Before we hear what political leaders said 10 years ago when Washington faced a stalemate over raising the federal debt ceiling, Let's set the scene. In 2021, Democrats control the presidency, the Senate, and the House. In 2011, Democrats controlled the presidency and the Senate, but Republicans had the House. They won the House majority in the 2010 election, thanks in large measure to conservative Tea Party supporters. The deadline for raising the debt limit was August 2, 2011. On July 25, 2011, President Barack Obama gave a primetime televised address. The purpose was to increase pressure for congressional leaders to reach a deal that would allow the government to continue borrowing money to pay its debts after August 2. The speech was Barack Obama's seventh primetime televised address of his presidency. 
In this clip from July 25, 2011, you'll hear President Obama mention Speaker Boehner. That's John Boehner, then the Republican leader of the House. Unfortunately, for the past several weeks, Republican House members have essentially said that the only way they'll vote to prevent America's first ever default is if the rest of us agree to their deep spending cuts only approach. If that happens and we default, we would not have enough money to pay all of our bills. Bills that include monthly social security checks, veterans benefits, and the government contracts we've signed with thousands of businesses. For the first time in history, our country's AAA credit rating would be downgraded, leaving investors around the world to wonder whether the United States is still a good bet. Interest rates would skyrocket on credit cards, on mortgages, and on car loans, which amounts to a huge tax hike on the American people. We would risk sparking a deep economic crisis, this one caused almost entirely by Washington. So defaulting on our obligations is a reckless and irresponsible outcome to this debate. And Republican leaders say that they agree we must avoid default. But the new approach that Speaker Boehner unveiled today, which would temporarily extend the debt ceiling in exchange for spending cuts, would force us to once again face the threat of default just six months from now. In other words, it doesn't solve the problem. Speaker John Boehner gave the Republican response right after President Obama. He, too, was on national television. President Obama came to Congress in January and requested business as usual. He had another routine increase in the national debt, but we in the House said, not so fast. Here was a president asking for the largest debt increase in American history on the heels of the largest spending binge in American history. And here's what we got for that massive spending binge. A new health care bill that most Americans never asked for. A stimulus bill that was more effective in producing material for late-night comedians than it was in producing jobs. And a national debt that has gotten so out of hand, it sparked a crisis without precedent in my lifetime or yours. The United States cannot default on its debt obligations. The jobs and savings of too many Americans are at stake. What we told the president in January was this that the American people will not accept an increase in the debt limit without significant spending cuts and reforms. And over the last six months, we've done our best to convince the president to partner with us to do something dramatic to change the fiscal trajectory of our country, something that will boost confidence in our economy, renew a measure of faith in our government, and help small businesses get back on track. Two days later, Nancy Pelosi held a press conference. Today, Nancy Pelosi is Speaker of the House, On July 27, 2011, she was House Minority Leader. Let me just say that over 30 times we have lifted the debt ceiling since President Reagan was president. Over 30 times. Not one time did we subject a president to this uh, burden of saying you can't, we won't lift it unless we reduce the deficit. Of course we will reduce the deficit, but it should not be connected. On July 31, 2011, Senate Democratic Leader Harry Reid And Republican leader Mitch McConnell came to the Senate floor. In back-to-back remarks, they announced a framework had been reached for raising the debt limit. You'll hear first Majority Leader Reid, then Minority Leader McConnell. Madam President, for the last few weeks, Congress has been locked in partisan gridlock. Today, I'm relieved to say that leaders from both parties have come together for the sake of our economy to reach a historic, 
bipartisan compromise that ends this dangerous standoff. The compromise we have agreed to is remarkable, is remarkable for a number of reasons. Not only because of what it does, because of what it prevents. A first ever default on the full faith credit of the United States. Sometimes it seems our two sides disagree on almost everything. But in the end, reasonable people were able to agree on this. The United States could not take the chance of defaulting on our debt, risking United States financial collapse and worldwide depression. America and the world have been watching our democracy expectantly. And my message to the world tonight is that this nation and this Congress are moving forward and we're moving forward together. <clears throat> Reaching a long-term accord that would give our economy the certainty it needs was not easy. But our work is not done. Leaders from both parties and both chambers will present this agreement to our caucuses tomorrow. Senate Democrats will meet at 11 a.m. To pass this settlement, we'll need the support of Democrats and Republicans in both the House and the Senate. There is no way either party in either chamber can do this alone. As President Lyndon Johnson said, and I quote, there are no problems we cannot solve together and very few that we can solve by ourselves. Democrats and Republicans have rarely needed to come together more than today. I know this agreement won't make every Republican happy. It certainly won't make every Democrat happy either. But both parties gave more ground than they wanted to, and neither side got as much as it had hoped. But that is the essence of compromise, of consensus building. And the American people demanded compromise this week, and they got it. Madam President. The Republican leader. This is an important moment for our country. I appreciate the majority leader's comments and want to say a few words to our colleagues who've been so patient over the past several days and whose ideas and encouragement have been so helpful in getting us to this point. First of all, let me reiterate that before any agreement is reached, Republicans will meet to discuss the framework that the White House and congressional leaders in both parties think would meet our stated efforts to cut spending more than the president's requested debt ceiling increase prevent a national default, and protect the economy from tax increases. And to that end, I'd like to say to my Republican colleagues that we'll be holding a conference meeting in the morning to discuss the framework and to give everyone a chance uh, to weigh in. But at this point, I think I can say with a high degree of confidence that there is now a framework to review that will ensure significant cuts in Washington spending. And we can assure the American people tonight the United States of America will not, for the first time in our history, default on its obligations. On August 1st, 2011, then-Vice President Joe Biden went to Capitol Hill. He met with Democrats to push for the agreement to raise the debt ceiling. Then he spoke with reporters. In this exchange, you'll hear Vice President Biden discuss themes that might sound familiar 10 years later, working with progressives in his own party, and connecting the debt ceiling to job creation legislation. If we had our way, and we, there was a different circumstance in the Congress, we would be talking and should be talking right now about job creation initiatives. We should be talking about infrastructure. We should be talking about investment in education. We should be talking right now about investment in innovation. The president made that clear in his State of the Union message. But the truth of the matter is, there is sort of a sort of damage hanging over his head. This is the debt limit. 
And it was, I, I don't want to use pejorative terms, it was used as the means by which, unless certain compromises were made, we would default on our debt. Now, the reason why it's so important that the that this bargain that has been negotiated with the Republicans by the president, the reason why it's so important that it passed, it has one overwhelming redeeming feature. It says that this debt limit issue cannot come up again until 2013. Now, the reason for that has nothing to do with elections. It has to do with now, from the moment this passes, if it passes, and is signed into law, we will be talking about nothing from then but about jobs. But if I had stood before all of you uh, two weeks ago, and I said, I have a job plan on behalf of the administration, would any of you have written about it? None of you would have said, you would have said, oh, it's very, you know, what about, well, legitimately, what about the debt ceiling? What, what about the tonight? And so we have to get this out of the way to get to the issue of growing the economy. The Senate passed the debt ceiling agreement on August 2nd, 2011. The vote was 74 to 26. The bill passed just hours before the midnight deadline. President Obama spoke in the Rose Garden right after. So, uh, we've seen in the past few days that Washington has the ability to focus when there's a timer ticking down and when there's a looming disaster. It shouldn't take the risk of default, the risk of economic catastrophe, to get folks in this town to work together and do their jobs. Because there's already a quiet crisis going on in the lives of a lot of families in a lot of communities all across the country. They're looking for work, and they have been for a while. Or they're making do with fewer hours or fewer customers. Or they're just trying to make ends meet. That ought to compel Washington to cooperate. That ought to compel Washington to compromise, and it ought to compel Washington to act. That ought to be enough to get all of us in this town to do the jobs we were sent here to do. Ten years later, has anything changed? Well, here's one difference. In 2011, the federal debt was $14 trillion. Now it's twice that, $28 trillion. That's it for today's episode of C-SPAN's The Weekly. A reminder that you can do your own searching in the C-SPAN video library for more on the 2011 economic battles or any other topic. Just go to cspan.org. It's free. That's right, you won't go into debt. Thank you for listening and happy searching. <laughs>